0: Welcome to he's dead jim we're enjoying star trek the original series one episode at a time and this week we ask the question what do you angry what, what, lizard man, man in space, 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 space. <laughs> i'm mick mcconnell and joining me as always is my favorite new yorker the master of all franchises it's emily lind
1: wow how I'm are you master. pal i'm i'm feeling pretty good you seem to have gotten a promotion
0: I think so. You're you're cross-franchise. You're definitely cross all the good star franchises.
1: Yes, all of them.
0: Speaking of which, I was listening to your wonderful Cannabite Dispatch podcast uh-huh. yesterday that you do with Brittany. And the, I was excited to see the episode was titled Jar Jar Binks Deserves Love.
1: I didn't title that episode. Brittany titled that episode
0: uh i have to talk to Brittany about false advertising because i was excited i thought finally a whole episode dedicated to the great man and i think i got about an hour into it and most of it was about alien penises and, and human uh, penises. Not... yeah a lot, a lot of penises space penises and 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 terrestrial ones and also a big discussion on whether or not droids can bang yes but uh, definitely a good time. If you're not listening to counter Dispatch, you're insane. Oh, thank it's you. It's very good. But don't, don't go anywhere just yet because on He's Dead Jim this week, we've, we're joined by a very special guest, uh, joined by some of Australian podcasting royalty. Um, you might know her from the hilarious sketches she's doing on the feed on SBS TV. Or maybe uh, playing a Dickensian street urchin on Auntie Donna's 1999. (laughs) I know her as one of my favorite comedians in the Alpha Quadrant, if not the entire galaxy. It's Demi Lardner.
2: Yeah! Yay! Welcome, welcome, Demi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're breaking up a lot, but I'm just going to deal with
0: it. Okay. (laughs) Can you hear me at all?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a couple of cutouts where it's literal silence, but then it kind of, it it still makes sense. I, so, I'm so sorry I held up the uh, recording for half an hour because I had a, what I told you was a minor emergency when in reality it was that I got drunk last night and played Fallout instead of watching the episode.
0: (laughs) Nice. Um, I I often do that to poor (laughs) Emily. I'd uh, say, sorry, I'll just be another half hour um, frantically typing or breaking up a fight between Uh, my kids uh, or something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, I, oh, my God. I can't, I'm actually really glad that I watched it right before we recorded because this is the first episode of the old Space Wiggles that I've ever seen. I'm only into, like, uh, I've only watched, like, most of Next Gen. And this was some of the best bullshit I have ever put my seeing balls onto. What
0: the fuck?
2: (laughs) I mean, there's there's a giant
1: lizard man in, like, a sort of almost floral
2: looking romper (laughs) just and by the way just the worst costume I've ever seen I know everybody already knows this if they're listening to this podcast but I did not expect how how bad it actually was and why did they start with a (laughs) close-up
0: It's terrifying. It,
2: oh god. And like, um I know I'm like jumping the gun here, but like I've just watched it and it was it genuinely threw me for a loop because like the first fight sequence they do looked like one of them was performing like combatic surgery on the other. Like <laughs> it wasn't a fight. It was like, and then I'll put a chopper right here if you just put your arms up. Thank you very much, my name's James. It's so it. Oh, man, it was good.
0: Amazing. We're talking, of course, about the Gorn, which is a legendary figure from uh, the original series. And I just read that the Gorn is actually played by two different actors.
3: Oh, really? It takes,
0: takes two different people just to to create fighting cho- choreography that's so good, that's <laughs> just that good.
2: Was it because, like, was it one of those things where, like, like I know that in um, Alien and stuff, they could only have the dude in the suit for, like, 15 minutes. Do you think it was because they were in the sun and he had just what looks like 50 kilos of rubber just sort of slapped (laughs) onto his fucking nog?
0: I wonder that. I don't think their budget was that good, though, or their care factor in the 60s. I don't know that welfare was that
2: great.
1: Well, on on that note, apparently all three of, of the three main dudes, William Shatner... Nimoy and DeForest Kelly all suffered tinnitus. Like what? Fatner still has it now, but Nimoy and DeForest Kelly complained about it until they died from those like explosions.
2: Oh shit! Yeah. Oh man, that's that sucks. Sixties, <laughs> <It's the '60s. laughs> get it together. Get it together. That time that's already passed. Well, that's like <laughs> imagine if you
1: had tinnitus for. 40 years because of an episode of a show where you fought a guy in a giant lizard
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that sucks I'm I know a lot of um like uh ravers with uh tinnitus and that makes sense because it's bringing you joy but if you were part of this fucking stupid show which I love Holy shit! And they were like really close to a lot of those explosions. Actually, like looking at it, I was I was genuinely surprised by some of the cool tumbles that they did right before falling over, like into the dirt. I I didn't I didn't expect that from um, Shatner. Is he cool? Are we cool with him? Oh, he's a giant jackass. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. I was wondering whether I had the right boy, and it, yeah, he's he's a doofus now, right? Real MRA yeah. vibes.
0: Yeah, he's definitely his twitter account um, is <laughs> and there's some doubts about whether he's actually running it but there's a bit of mra stuff on it and yeah. stuff a bit of cranky old man stuff which well, could be his him. twitter
3: well,
1: is a mix
2: anything about those men
1: <laughs> his twitter a mix of cranky old man stuff <laughs> and the tv show supernatural where he like goes oh! after teenage girls for the things that they ship which is why oh, which is God. why maybe he doesn't run his account <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay, that's... Why don't they like me? Look at my cool yellow jumper! <laughs> we were the original yeah, I... Supernatural. By the way, can I just say, um, Emily, you're in New York, right? Mm-hmm. I, did I just hear, <laughs> and I know this isn't like, did I just hear sirens in the background? I mean, I, possibly? <laughs> That's fucking cool as hell, man. I, that's the most New York thing I've ever heard. I'm not trying to shit on you. I just thought, whoa, it's like we're in TV and someone's trying to make it very clear you're in New York.
0: <laughs> Emily's actually in the room next door to me in Brisbane. We've just got a CD of New York sound effects playing in the background. There'll be a jackhammer soon. I'm just, hey, I'm walking here.
1: I mean, like you can make fun of because literally – because I work, um, I work near Penn Station, and literally every day on the way to work, I pass police officers with giant, like, fuck off assault guns. So, oh Christ! Yeah.
2: Oh my God. And that's just, <laughs> and then yeah, just that's just every morning, just right next to them, just a man with just like a hot dog that's ten years old, and he's also pissing in a gutter. That's what I think. That's what TV has told me that New York is, and I bet it's not. I've never been. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, only here. It's from not. Television. It's not completely
1: inaccurate. <laughs> <I> <laughs> mean, if, if you're on the subway often enough late at night, eventually yeah. you're gonna see somebody's
2: penis. Ah! Oh, I've heard of those. I've read about them in books. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Um. Yeah. I, I mean, anywhere at night sucks, but. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shit on you. I just thought it was very funny like somebody was directing a um a very low budget movie and they're like "But she's in New York." Um let's get back to the lizard. <laughs> sorry guys.
0: <laughs> no, no, we've we've been through this before. Everything I know about New York comes from Ghostbusters.
2: <laughs> and like <laughs> the fair. the
0: first Ninja Turtles movie, so I assume there's a lot of um, crime and I a miss, lot of martial arts.
2: I miss Rick Moranis.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. So much. Very cool. So so Demi, you're you're very new to Star Trek. Uh, I believe you've only just gotten into next gen sorry. this year, is that right? Uh
2: I missed most of that, but I'm guessing you're asking when I started watching it. Yes. All <laughs> oh, right. right. <laughs> um, hey, uh,
0: just I, just quickly, sorry, Emily, am I breaking up for you? Yeah, it
1: just it's yeah, it just goes silent.
0: I'm just going to run around the house and put all the kids' devices on airplane mode, and I'll be back. Okay,
2: ah, great. You guys okay.
0: talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Women's issues.
2: Ladies' things. <laughs> are, you, are you like a legit uh, Star Trek person, yeah, Emily? Yeah, I started watching when I was
1: like six years old. With Whoa, Yeah, because I, I sort of randomly saw Next Generation at my grandparents' house, and then I was hooked.
2: God, Next Generation is just like. Pro- I I remember before I'd seen it, I didn't really like. I I felt like I knew what it was about, and um, I didn't know it was like a different show to to th- what I'm now watching. But like, it it's before then, I was like, oh yeah, I, I think I'm a Star Wars person, and as soon as I saw two episodes of Next Generation, I was like, what the fuck was I doing all those years? <laughs> it's like. It, it's like my. Fa- it's probably like my favorite show. I've only I only started watching it like literally the start of this year, but it's the best. Uh, fuck
1: it, Patrick Stewart, man! Like he's so awesome. Oh
2: god, he's good. I did. Do- oh, TL gray Hot, like write it on my tombstone. <laughs> man, um, cool guy, and also I don't know. Did you see Logan? Yes, that made me shit my pants the first time I heard him swear. <laughs> I did not expect that. Oh, my God, it was cool. Ugh. I know that's not what we're talking about, but, God, what a great oh, dude. Oh, yeah, he is
1: fucking hilarious, too. I just love that he's just this huge fucking pothead.
2: <laughs> yes! Those videos of him with, for some reason, his girlfriend's feet on his face. <laughs> so, you watch yes. those? He's God, it's He's good. just
1: a weird old dude, and I love it. So good.
2: He's he he's not eighty yet, is he? So he's in his seventies. Or... I I think seventies. Yeah, I should know more about him. God, he's good. It's so weird as well to see um someone at that point in their career on a very popular show with like shoehorn boldness and still be like, oh, he's actually kind of yeah. not. That's just my <laughs> opinion. I was like, huh, weird. Uh, that's meant to be like a generally. Not great haircut. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, but I think
1: on like distinguished, Um, like middle-aged British dudes, it works.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Oh, I hear some stomping. Is he back? A friend enters. Back, I'm back friend. Hey! Hey, we only talked about next generation while you were (laughs) talking about how Captain Picard. Excellent. Yeah,
0: he's a beautiful bald man.
2: (laughs) Yeah oh you're Um. gone again hey let's not even worry about it
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) we
3: will
1: interpret whatever you say but um so debbie you just started watching star trek recently right
2: yeah i started at the start of this year and um today was my first like regular star Trek um experience because i've only been in next generation this whole time and i was surprised by how like i'm gonna continue watching it for the exact opposite reason that I love Next Generation. Um, but I don't know. Is this like the most ridiculous episode in terms of like content and costumes? Because that's kind of what I'm looking for from the show now.
1: Yeah, it's sort of the notorious one.
2: Yeah. Fuck, it's good. I've seen it gift before, but I, I don't know... It was still such a surprise to me. I actually um, zoned out at a lot of the, uh, like, and meanwhile back on the Enterprise stuff because <laughs> I just wanted to see that dang lizard again.
0: I oh, know. Um, the gifts don't tell about the hissing, though. So oh much God, hissing.
2: They- oh, it's good. Um, Were they? I, uh, I, I, the first, like, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes of um like do we call him James or do we call or do we call him Jim what is the what is the accepted what are his accepted I mean I guess it depends
1: how professional you want to be (laughs) I mean yeah formally he's Captain James T Kirk but that's gonna become a mouthful to say every time
2: yeah, I'm just gonna call him Jim because I don't know whether he deserves it. He is the most hot, immediately hot-headed <laughs> shithead I've ever seen. Yeah. set up in like the first two minutes of the show. He's like, "All right, I'm on." Like, I'm pretty sure they never like the what was the names of the guys that put them on that planet? So wait, the, the guy Maybe who you took can them down. To, question: Because I like, need slightly um,
1: more detail than that. <laughs>
2: the guy <laughs> so the ones where they they like ran into that big colorful void and they talked to them they're like we're sending you down to this planet to sort out your differences so are they just like the God aliens they're yeah new. and I think ah, I think only okay. in this episode
1: the original series has a whole lot of God aliens that just have extraordinary <laughs> magic powers and want to teach humanity a lesson and then we never see or hear from them again
2: great (laughs) it was because i was wondering like i think basically um jim just did whatever the fuck he wanted because i don't think they ever even mentioned a weapon and he was like i have to kill this shitty snake man (laughs) and they said that I could, and I'm pretty sure they didn't, my dude. I think genuinely their whole thing was like, go sort out your differences, and he was like, our differences are that we're both alive and he shouldn't be. Like, I, I think that was just all perceived by him, and he was like, he's just, like, horny for blood always. That is, like, my evaluation of this man having seen nothing else of him. Is that accurate at all, or is he, like, a steady oh i'd say that's very accurate yeah great he's that's that's exactly he's
0: very hot headed he's normally after a diplomatic solution so and i think that's sort of the whole you know message of star trek and what the what gene roddenberry is trying to teach the world especially while they're going through the vietnam war etc or gearing up for it
1: yeah but he he definitely yeah. punches so more people than Picard does.
0: Correct. <laughs> it,
2: it just yeah, he seems like more of the um, like where Picard is like the uh, hey, this is what we should all be like, even if it doesn't turn out great. Let's have morals. And it and old Kirk seems a little bit like, see how he fucked up? What an idiot! Let's not. <laughs> well, and yeah, it's like off the violence thing. Like even when. When they find out that this
1: outpost has been destroyed by the lizard guys. And he's immediately like, this is an evasion. And like, prelude to an invasion and we have to kill all of them. And Spock is like, um, maybe it's something else. And he's like, no, it's definitely an invasion (laughs) and we definitely have to kill them.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. My dude just wants to do a big punch, right? There was no critical thought put into any of that.
0: What did Um, you think of the double punch?
2: Oh, the double punch! Man, I wish that I had more use for combat in my everyday life. I know I'm immediately turning into a real (laughs) gym here, but like, if I could just do that once in my life... And be subsequently murdered for it because there's no way it would ever work. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem actually very effective. It just doesn't. It's, I don't know. Also, that must be on like the choreographers. Like Who did they get? That is an insane thing to make a man do and be like, he's cool. We like him, right? Does everybody still like him and everything he does? It's just so wonky. That's something. And it's something
0: that only comes out on special occasions, and I'm always so excited. I'm like, yes, double punch. But it, we're we're talking about where Jim <laughs> clasps clasps his hands together and sort of does a big swing, like he's I don't know, like he's throwing a discus. Sort of, I don't even know what it is. God, it's weird. It's
2: just it's something that I I bet like martial arts people who I don't know what the Venn diagram of like black belts and Trekkies (laughs) is but would probably just smash their computer and then their (laughs) wife I don't know I mean I've never seen that in like an
1: MMA fight or anything no (laughs) no (laughs) no it doesn't seem super effective I would I I would love to see like Conor McGregor or one of those assholes do that though I would pay money for that god that'd be a good day so
0: good Yucky. um the other thing the only other thing i was going to ask you about is have you seen that cool picard flute episode
2: oh <gasps> dude i there are a couple episodes i think that might have been um the main one that i <laughs> that i cried in i cry a lot watching um next gen i'm just a big was for space boys but like fuck it fucked me up hard
0: so good. Um,
2: with, you mean the one where he gets his flute? Like the yeah, whole. Yeah, and no spoilies for anybody. But like, oh god! I mean, it's a
1: like what? Like a twenty-five-year-old show. I think we can spoil it a little bit. It's the uh the the inner the inner light.
0: Yes. So good. Yeah. I remember years ago on Not Doctors, um, Bart Freebarn was telling you, Demi, that you need to watch this episode.
2: He did, yeah. He told me. Well, I had never seen any of uh, Next Gen and he was like, you need to watch it. You're going to love it. And then as soon as I started watching it, um, when I was like, you know, a big chunk through, Bart visited um, Sydney and we I took him out to dinner just so we could get it all out of our systems. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll pay, but we just need to—we need to scream at each other about this show for at least two hours. <laughs> um, God, that flute,
0: <laughs> so awesome! I wonder there must be heaps of YouTube videos of people playing that on all sorts of wild flutes.
2: Well, there's got to be, right? Yeah. Um, there's—I mean, if there, there's enough people playing fucking ocarinas on YouTube. <laughs> Doing vape tricks, I think we deserve a couple flute boys, oh, right? Oh,
0: hell yeah. Um, your nerd creds are pretty strong, Demi, because this week you've done not one but two live d d podcasts.
2: they go for so long (laughs) so long and everybody in the audience doesn't care that they're long I don't understand I'm on stage getting drunk and being like why is this still happening (laughs) it's um it was a lot of fun for one of them I played a recurring character um that I made up on a whim called Austin Powerful who is a um, goblin that only wears eye patches, um, like on one uh, nipple and one genital and one eye. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, yeah, I made a costume and it, it's pretty great. I don't even know if there's many pictures of it, but I'll, I'll put it on Instagram soon. Um, but, yeah, that's, I, I am very bad at D&D, but I, I have played a lot of it now.
0: <laughs> so good. I am... Um... So, what's the name of that podcast that you were playing the Goblin in?
2: So, uh, that one is Dragon Friends, uh, hosted by um, uh, DM'd by uh, Dave Harmon and uh, like kind of co DM'd, voiced and stuff by Ben Jenkins. It's got um, ah, cool. Alex Lee and Michael Hang, Eden Lacey and Simon Griner, and occasionally uh, me, twice even, only twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Why are we talking about me being a nerd? Am I getting (laughs) (laughs) cyberbullied?
0: No, not at all. No, I was just uh, saying even though you're new to Star Trek, your nerd game is very strong.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, I, it's so much more fun than being a jock. I don't like. I never play sports. I I never run. I don't even run for like the tram. If I'm late to an appointment, I just can't. So, video games is all I can do: video games and uh, space programs.
0: <laughs> Me too. I love it. Um, I saw the so, other Star oh Trek podcast. Sorry, the the other D and D podcast you were on D and D is for nerds, and they did a Brisbane yes. show. I think the night after you were on. Oh yeah,
2: what was their theme for that? Was it still Scooby Doo?
0: Yeah, except they they what's the different? They've got a different name for Scooby Doo and oh, Shaggy to avoid yeah. copyright drama.
2: Yes. Uh, oh, I don't remember Scooby's one, but there's Shabby and. I can't remember the dog's name. Also, Zamet plays – no, wait, he plays Shabby. Yeah. He plays the dog. Oh, it's the – Adam, the DM, plays the dog, I think. And um, I can't understand anything that Zamet – literally, I just ignored any prompt he gave me because I could not understand one word of him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're hilarious, those sans fans guys, and I
2: love uh, them. And uh, like, so it, like uh, when I when we first met, because we're part of their um, podcast network for uh, my podcast, BigSoftTeddy.png. They yeah. um, when we first met, because I knew that they were like an all nerd conglomerate. I was like, oh man, I'm ready to be like talked over and talked down to, <laughs> just because I I didn't know anything about them, and I was like, the only thing I knew was all right, pack of nerds, and they are the kindest, sweetest, wokest most feminist boys that I've ever met in my life and I fucking love them. I never expected it before we actually knew each other. It's dope. Yeah,
0: they're awesome. They're so to... funny.
2: They're so funny. I, Real
0: good. I, I love their I love their pod um Shut Up a Minute. That's oh, probably yeah. my main sort of go-to.
2: Yeah, we're meant doing... <laughs> thank you, my friend. I think we're meant to be doing an episode of Shut Up a Minute soon. But um I'm not uh uh, we're real lazy at the teddy house
0: <laughs> so good um it was just fascinating like i i don't know a whole lot about dnd and enough to follow along and it was it's fascinating it was in, in Bar, which is um normally where they have like stand up comedy and stuff mm-hmm. uh and it was just fascinating the room was packed there's about 100 people in this little room and like there's a guy in the front row in a suit of armor and wow. it's just amazing, like Kate that runs a room she runs an awesome comedy room and she's just like amazed just watching it going this is this is fascinating and these guys are awesome, but I have absolutely no idea what is going on <laughs> <laughs> so good um, to see
2: man it's the, like a uh, particularly passionate group of people like uh, to a um Uh, Like I mean nerds as a whole To to the point of like creativity Like if you're passionate about footy It's like I'll buy a scarf If it's like D&D or nerd shit in general Like somebody There was a fucking proposal at D&D is for nerds After the show finished
0: In (sighs) Sydney? Yeah Oh Like right
2: next to the merch desk And it wasn't like (laughs) Hey my girlfriend knows I'm gonna do this It was like a genuine like Hey uh, uh." (laughs) I mean (laughs) Uh I, I know I didn't ask you about this but uh oh, man, marry me like down on one knee next to a bunch of other weird skinny long-haired nerds it was so good.
0: Oh my goodness. So right next to the merch desk did it, did he like buy the ring from merch?
2: Oh so, God sorry I, I assumed a pronoun so. then forget that. Oh <laughs> no that's a uh, good catch. Uh he uh all I know is that, like, there was a big crowd around them, like, because I, I don't know whether people knew what was going to happen or maybe they just invited friends or something. But, like, I couldn't even see. I had to get a different angle to see what this dude was doing. Like, he held up the merch line as well for about 10 minutes. <laughs> but, man, it was. And it, by the time we got out of the building, by the way, it was quarter to 12. And out like, titty started at 7. Oh <laughs> so... <laughs> It was a fucking trek.
0: Oh, amazing. And I just couldn't, like, even, yeah, at, at Brisbane, like, the, the merch line was so long. Like, I I, yeah. I was minding the merch stand for a little bit, and it just went on for, like, a couple of hours, and the was just so impressed. Like, the the um, Pants guys were just loving it. They're having a ball.
2: They give and, so much time to people, which I really appreciate. You know, yeah. they, they've um, they got kind hearts, them boys.
0: Good boys and girls. And, they yeah, just genuinely seem to be enjoying it, having a great time. Um, So that's all. I just wanted to talk about that because I thought (laughs) that was fun. And that's a very different sort of live show. It's just great to see. It's like such a beautiful crowd of people, such lovely people turned up to that. you are very good at
2: it. And also, um, like, having the difference between, like, I think Cass, who is just the greatest lady, has a very good... She's very good, like actually good at D and D. It seems like, and good at like evoking, like uh, kind of f- feelings from whatever she's doing. And the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the team are just kind of like a bloop 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 bloop. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Jackson's
0: um, hilarious.
2: Jackson's the best. He's the the most. He's the dumbest man I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> It's so good.
0: So good. I'll, uh, I'll send you a couple of links to pods, Emily. Oh, they're, they're so good. Uh, and also, I, if it's okay, I'll share one of the goblin photos for everybody. Oh, else.
2: God, yes. Your I, goblin it...
0: costume is epic. <laughs> I love it so much.
2: Oh, God. It was so – I made it in, like – half an hour that day because i had all these grand plans for it but then i literally was just like oh it's eye patches and a morph suit (laughs) i made my ears if you look at the picture my ears are made out of um green reusable uh canvas shopping center bags from woolworths um just folded over and stapled onto my head
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna ask how long it took to make that's amazing
2: yeah, it it was weird how quickly it came together, and I was like, it actually looks kind of dope. And um, you can't tell from the recording, but when I came out from behind the curtains when they introduced me, um, I uh, they didn't have a smoke machine, so I just vaped in front of myself and then walked in. Walked through the <laughs> now,
1: that's was, awesome.
2: Was, was anybody else in costume, or was it just you? No. <laughs> Nobody else has a costume. But I I was like, there's no rich lore around me yet. I need to need to have something. So and it was good. so hot. <laughs> and I made sure nobody else saw that like none of the players saw the costume either. So there was a good like two minutes of just everybody get like sort of getting it out of their system, looking at my stupid body. Um man it was a lot of fun
0: so good yeah i was disappointed when none of the sandspans people were in costumes
2: yeah well they have like they sometimes they have a lot of things like made for them like weapons and stuff but um the the people who make them are like maybe a little bit too enthusiastic because technically like when they hand them like when they hand alex lee like i carved you a spear in woodwork at school it's like wow okay well that's you understand that's an actual weapon and I can't <laughs> I can't just carry this around. It's a sharpened <laughs> stick,
0: you can t- little yeah. boy.
2: You, you've given me a genuine stab weapon. I cannot use this.
0: Oh, wow. Especially, um, I didn't see any of that in Brisbane because, that, like, that pod is in the middle of the, that room is in the middle of the Fortitude Valley. So imagine somebody walking up Brunswick Street with a spear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, um. Yeah, it's not the best. You need, uh, you need street weapons that don't look like street weapons, like my favourite, is Zippo and an aerosol. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do
0: you get to bring that out in D&D?
2: The Zippo and the aerosol? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's more of a personal safety weapon that I keep in my yeah, uh, satchel at all times. <laughs> Only really comes in handy in Edinburgh, funny, funnily enough. Really? Yeah, I've only right. ever had to use it once. Not on a person, just uh, at a person who was following me. As a but,
1: deterrent. Well, it's a pretty yeah. good deterrent. Oof. I would be deterred.
2: Yeah, yeah. just just fire in the sky. They walk away. Like, I'm not, oh, not going to root her if she's on fire. <laughs> <think>. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do we have anything else to say about Star Trek? I really derailed everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do a recap. if you got time? You got a bit of time still?
2: I got time. Yeah, I got Excellent. nothing
0: on. Wonderful. Okay. Um, so this week we watched, of course, Arena featuring The Gorn. It's uh, episode 18 from season one or episode 19 on Netflix. Yeah. And it originally aired on NBC on January 19, 90, 1967. Uh, when
2: you just said 1990-something accidentally then for a second, I nearly pissed my pants.
0: <laughs> Sorry. No, that was just me being excellent at speaking. 19, God, I, the year oh, of our Lord, 1967.
2: <laughs> Fuck, that scared me for a sec. <laughs> oh, I thought we had a hold of things by then. 67. Yeah, All right.
0: 67. Um, so, how well does
2: that make Shatner in that? Do we know?
0: Oh, uh, I'm going to say early 40s.
2: Yeah, he said he looks that way, but he could be. He has kind of like that 60s handsome man look, where he could be like 30 or 50. Yeah, you know, yep. where they're like, we we're all attracted to this man, and watching it, you're like, why? He would have been, <laughs> he would have been 36.
0: Yeah. There you go, So younger than yeah, me. Yeah,
2: that seems about right. But he was looking into the sun for a lot of the time, so. That's that's fair. He um thirty six makes sense.
0: Yeah. I
2: wonder if people genuinely were. Does it seem to be that people actually were attracted to him back in the day? Because he seems to be sort of the only one without like wacky makeup, apart from I guess Takai and Takei? Takei.
0: Uh, Takai. I think. Oh, how do you say it, Emily?
2: Takai. I think it's.
1: You know, I thought it was I'm Takai. Go with Takai. But it might be decay because of the whole, like, the it's okay to be decay hashtag. Makes more sense if it's pronounced
2: decay.
3: <laughs>
2: it's okay to be decay. <laughs> You'll know this. It's okay. Um, he, uh, apart from him, but then I'm also thinking, like, in the 60s, maybe that was what people didn't really consider, like, the amount of people who were watching. Um, you know, Star Trek maybe weren't so down with shipping Asian characters, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I guess he was kind of the like uh, Kirk, and that's not like, that's just me being like, hey, I hope we're past that. Um, Maybe Kirk was kind of the only one that they were like, what a hottie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I don't know, like um, Sulu Takai's character is sort of one of the lads, like whenever the young sort of yeah, officers right. go on shore leave they're all like hey ladies um so he's definitely <laughs> like he's, he's that dope. that young bachelor
1: i mean women yeah yeah I women that it were really into kind of nimoy apparently like spark was really yeah really?
2: oh that's maybe that's like the because he's very like um he's a feelings boy You know, kind of. I mean, not in his uh, mannerisms, but he's he's more of a gentle soul. (laughs) Like that's what we're looking for, not punch boy over here. Yeah, maybe maybe I don't know what women like. It makes sense (laughs) with my dating history. Little waka (laughs) waka.
0: My wife's a big Kirk fan. We talked about that before, like early Kirk. Um, But I think, like everybody, she's she prefers Picard.
2: Yeah, golly, he's a good man. He so is. it was 60, came out in 67.
0: Yeah, the start dates, uh, 3045.6. And we've talked about how the start dates are just made up random numbers to start off with. Oh, really? Um, really? They sort of seem to figure them out because I think 2000 is meant to, I don't know. We talked about, um, friend of the show, Linda Moulton, tried to explain it to me while I was at. At Samui, drinking cocktails, and um, I've forgotten it all. Trying to to
2: explain an intricate nerd system of dates. We
0: recorded a quick live interview, poolside, and then all of a sudden a tropical storm whipped up. But anyway,
2: God doesn't want you to be a nerd, dude. (laughs) That's
0: it. (laughs) Um, So basically, yeah, this one, it felt a bit like a couple of the terms they use, like they talk about. Um, screens and things instead of shields. It felt like an early episode where they hadn't quite yeah. figured things out but I think it's actually just a case of um, just different screenwriters just making up their own shtick.
2: Yeah, before they maybe had like a show bible yeah. per se or something
0: like that. Yeah, This is
2: the first episode where they use the term Federation. Yes. Oh.
0: There you go. So
2: like Huh so i i guess then is that do they refer to anything like in that vein before then like without using the word federation or is it just kind of like this is where they're figuring out that they're well, part of Well you know they're thing,
1: but like at least in one episode they're like this is the Earth spaceship enterprise
0: yeah, from the space <laughs> – oh,
1: that was right. Even
0: before the pilot, when they had a different captain that wasn't Kirk and Captain Pike turns up and I'm Captain Pike from the Space Vehicle You're Enterprise. Space
1: vehicle. <laughs> oh, I wish they had kept that.
0: And that's why I love Star Trek. These are
1: the voyages of the, Voyager, the Space Vehicle it. Enterprise. <laughs> that's it.
0: <laughs> the Space Commodore. Like,
2: a little while ago – um, I, oh, actually, I was laughing a lot when it just started kind of, you know, when um the Enterprise, were, like right at the start, when it's sort of like uh, flying along next to whatever planet that's meant to be. And the music started in earnest because I've never heard it in that form before. And it's just like, I expected it to kind of pan across and there would be a sweaty woman energetically tap dancing <laughs> to the theme. <laughs> I did not expect how undignified it kind of is compared to um next gen. I did, it was like Tom was like what's happening? Oh, it no. sounds like music was uh, <laughs> really weird for me. Yeah. Um Oh, I had I had another thing to ask about, but I I forget what it was. Dang it. Um never mind. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry. Yeah, the music's real sort of old Hollywood in this.
2: Yeah. Which I guess yeah, maybe TV
0: like- shows were all that at the time, but I love it. So cool.
2: Yeah. It seems like a trend. There was a while ago where this is what I was going to say, where um, where I had before um, Bart Freeband visited and uh, we hadn't got all of our, um, you know, like our excretion of Trek shit out. Um, we were kind of just like both oozing black slime interstate being like, we need to talk. <laughs> but, um, so we were sending each other, we don't really say, like, hi or how are you in text. It's more just like he'd be like, this is the Space Tunnel Future Man. <laughs> we're on a mission to do a good boy job. And I would send back, this is space slime in the more time place. <laughs> and just sort of by the end of it, it was just kind of gibberish and the first word started with space. <laughs> It's one of the best text conversations I've ever had.
0: That, that sounds like every sentence I try to string together on this show, just <laughs> space. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, so this episode, it was based on a short story called Arena by science fiction author Frederick Brown. And this is just a you know, short story published in a magazine called Astounding Science Fiction, which sounds <laughs> awesome. I think that's like mm-hmm. in the 40s or something. And yeah. I think they figured out it was so similar they needed to give him a credit and kick him some coins, so they did that.
2: I respect that, especially back then. Like, it's, you know, Hunger Games is literally just Battle Royale and nobody says anything. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we were better at that back in the day because there was actual, like, no one was litigious enough to to fuck with.
0: yeah. So that's that's a nice thing to hear. Nice story. Um, yeah. The screenplay is by Gene L. Coon, who, like a lot of these guys that wrote for the show, they wrote for Dragnet and Bonanza. Um, so sure. He apparently is responsible for turning McHale's Navy from a one-hour drama into a successful one-hour, oh, a half-hour sitcom. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. And he was one of the creatives behind the monsters. Oh, dope. So I thought that was There's another thing I've
2: never seen, but I have heard of it. It
0: was <laughs> part of a segment, segment where I read Wikipedia for people so they don't have to. Um, <laughs> it's directed by Joseph Pevney, who went on to direct a heap of classic sort of standout Trek episodes, including The City on the Edge of Forever and The Trouble with Tribbles.
2: So it, was there like a um... – was there, a, like, a dream team in, in uh, like, original Star Trek that was, like, oh, it's it's by these guys, or is there, like, a pattern of, like, the the standout ebbs where it's, like, this director, this writer, or is it just kind of, like, rando? I mean, there probably...
0: I'll let Emily feel this one. There probably
1: is, if I paid attention <laughs> to who was doing which ones, I yeah. <laughs> when I look up the, the writers and see, like, people who wrote several episodes... There's often like several of them where I'm like, "Oh, that is really good, oh, that is really good," or if they're like, "Oh no, this guy writes shit, but i <laughs> I'm really bad at remembering their names,
0: yeah oh,
2: that's fine they're maybe they're all, dead, most of them I'm are sure. dead oh, oh yeah. yeah, it seems yeah, if you're a writer yeah. at that point in time, yeah you' you're probably deceased
0: defo. Um. Yeah, I, I just, like, I, I don't know much about it. I'm sort of learning as we go and yeah. I just sort of, when I look at the directors, I see what other apps they did. This guy did yeah. a, he directed a heap of 50s movies as well, which would probably mean more to me if I knew more about 50s cinema. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah. Those... Name
2: some of them. I want to see if I've heard of them. Okay,
0: let's do it. Okay, selected filmography. is an actor in the 40s. Nocturne, Body and Soul, The Street with No Name, Thieves Highway. I don't know any of those. As a director, <laughs> The Strange Door in 1951, The Lady cool. from Texas. <laughs> a lot of things with the. <laughs> uh, what's something that sounds Three Ring Circus, Female on the Beach, starring Joan Crawford. <laughs>
2: Women in different situations. Female on
0: the beach. That's so, good. so generic. Female in location. Um, starring Jane Crawford. So that's something. Yeah. Whale boats, which looks like a South Pacific.
2: Do you say whale boats? Away all
0: boats. I was oh. just putting my slurring, stuttering spin on it.
2: Whale boats
0: starring. Oh, God. J- I was going to say I can't starring. Wait
2: for- whales to start re- rejecting <laughs> the water and decide that they need ships of their own.
0: Sounds better. Um, yeah, I'm not uh, torpedo run, the crowded sky, the plunderers. We're getting into the 60s now. Portrait of a mobster. So, yeah, I don't know how these I did. Know.
2: I was looking but... at this painting I did. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> anyway,
0: eh, uh, here's about a woman
2: it. standing on some sand. Why are these all about a woman on I the know. beach? Dude.
0: What are the other...
2: Why do you just keep writing about women with sand in their socks?
0: Uh, No, we've done female on the beach. Man of a thousand faces. (laughs) Undercover girl.
2: Undercover girl. Girl in (laughs) beach. Well, well, there is one called Playgirl, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, But I don't know any of the actors in it. So, yeah, so I'm not much help there. Sorry, 50s... Cinema, Joseph Pevney fans.
1: Yeah, we're going to get lots of hate go. now from pevney. Pevney-ites.
0: pevney ice <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Ugh. the episode starts off. We're orbiting a green-yellow planet and mm-hmm. cut to the transporter room. And Kirk, Spock, and McCoy are preparing to beam down to Earth Observation Outpost on Cestus 3, and they're preparing to meet Commodore Travers, and they're all excited, and they're laughing and talking about it. Now, what a what fantastic banquets this Commodore puts on! And talking about, I wonder if he brought his personal chef with him to Cestus Three. They're <laughs> laughing away, a lot, lots of fake laughter.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it had a pretty cool, like fifties uh, fake jocular men having fun laughter vibe to it. That whole scene.
0: Everyone's getting ready to have a great time um yeah. travers radios them to say be sure to bring along your tactical people i've got an interesting problem for them and spock's Ooh. curious as to why they all need to go down at once uh, but kirk and spock are keen for a meal so they don't care Or oh, sorry kirk and mccoy um mm-hmm. you get the typical back and forth where mccoy teases spock for having pointy ears so just to fill you in, they're real racist to Spock, like all oh, the time. Oh yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, is, is that a regular
1: super thing? fucking racist. Oh, no. I mean, space racist, I guess. But
3: what? yeah,
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. I suppose oh. it's, it's meant to be mates, just having a bit of banter. But um, yeah. they're very rough, particularly McCoy. He, yeah, he's he's a bit anti Spock.
1: Oh. It's a lot of like, you damn green blooded Vulcan.
0: Yeah. God damn you with your logic and your green blood and taking all our jobs.
2: Your (laughs) organs are in a different place than our organs. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, fuck (laughs) you and your organs, you idiot, stupid (laughs) organ face.
2: Well, your bones are in your eyes. What are you doing? (laughs)
0: um scotty's very dramatic about how he slides the transporter controls and then we get dramatic music which tells us "Mm, maybe this might be a trap and then the landing party beams down and suddenly we realize it's a trap and the outpost outpost (laughs) is under attack and they're all standing out in the open and Kirk calls the enterprise red alert cestus three has been destroyed um spock You know, he questions about these messages they receive and Kirk says, you know, it have to be faked. All of this has happened days ago and they find one survivor in the rubble who's badly injured. Spock detects other living creatures that aren't human and aren't warm-blooded.
1: What I love about this is we're watching Star Trek, which is so about space exploration in which aliens definitely exist. And yet as soon as he says they're not human, there's this dramatic <laughs> close-up on Kirk
3: yeah, with this yeah. sort of
1: like dun-dun-dun. I'm like, well, we're watching Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we were watching Bonanza, and somebody yeah. was like, there's aliens, oh, you could fuck. have to like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that... <laughs> like, he's being told this by an alien. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good. That's what I mean. This oh, it feels boy. like it's shot out of order. It feels like even though this is episode 18, it feels like it was one of the early ones they shot before they'd figured it out. And I think that's yeah. just the the you know, the script writer, it's his first go at a script or something, and there's just nobody's got real sort of oversight and continuity.
2: Yeah, there are at least like five different shots where um, Kirk picks up. A stick and looks at it and then throws it away, like, Oh, yeah, I guess I'm still not using a stick as a weapon. <laughs> Five minutes later, he's like, But what if I know a stick won't do? <laughs> but,
0: dude, just make it.
2: up your mind, just don't use the stick or do, just do something. <laughs>
0: So um, Kirk sends a red shirt to investigate and we know quickly about this series, anyone in a red shirt is going to die very quickly. Yeah, huge bummer. He's immediately shot and vaporized um, and then a massive shower of bombs starts raining down on them. Kirk hails the Enterprise. I
1: I hope you like ear piercing shrieks.
0: Because oh, yeah.
1: that's like the next like <laughs> 20 minutes of this episode is this missile sound over and oh, over and God. over again.
2: Yeah, like the stock missile sound that is only used in cartoons now for five-year-olds. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it's yeah, definitely. It's like,
2: I think the Gorn
1: are using like Acme brand space missiles. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least like, you know, the Blitz or something. They're definitely not using you know some yeah. sort of high-tech future stuff. Yeah. Um, Kirk hails the Enterprise to get them the hell out of there. Um, Solo says, Captain, we're coming under attack and I can't beam you up. Uh, I've just rigged up defensive screens. (laughs) So There's a lot of talk of defensive screens in this episode. So they
2: can't see my willy while I change.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) I mean, it it doesn't sound that um, like it's going to be very strong or very protective it sounds like somebody's just putting up you know bug screens on the windows or something
2: yeah basically whereas
0: like i don't know about last episode but definitely recently they've been calling them shields i yeah. like it um kirk tells him to keep the screens up and fire all phases at the enemy ship uh but so says uh, you know oh no the enemy has screens too <laughs> <laughs> So the phasers do nothing, uh, and Sulu asks, are you under attack, Captain? Do you want me to lower the screens? And Kirk uh, orders him to keep the screens up no matter what and protect the ship.
2: Yeah, don't worry about me, protect my ship. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know what we're going to do when you're super dead, but fine.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing you'd notice. Like in Next Generation, uh, Picard is very rarely in the landing party. Um, so you always yeah. get Riker as number one, um, whereas But Kirk- like
2: that makes sense to me. Yeah, he's the captain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, actually, I mean, uh, both of them make sense. Actually, that was harsh because, like, he's, I guess, pr- protective of his crew, or feels like he needs to be an example. But also, I don't know. It he's he seems. uh foolhardy to me a little bit oh
0: definitely. definitely
2: just like especially going down without anybody else having uh scouted at first i think that's my issue
0: yeah well it's, i guess you know they didn't know the place was under attack but yeah we've yeah. got this episode where all of the important officers are trapped down on the planet's surface yeah Uh, The landing party grab the survivor and run for cover and they're under constant shelling uh, and they're surrounded, heavily outnumbered, and their phases are going to be no match for the bombardment. And uh, Spock has been to this outpost before and he can sort of remember the layout of the place and figures that the the armory is about 100 yards away. And this is when Kirk makes a break for it and starts running a zigzag. (laughs) I love it.
1: I mean, running's a little bit generous. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that that's how you escape crocodiles? Is that <laughs> is that what you're supposed <laughs> to do if you've been chased by a gator? You zigzag.
2: Yeah, I th- I think maybe he he's never really lo- he's never looked uh fuck Nimoy in the eye before, and he's like an alligator. He's running away. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the alligator stole my friend's shirt? And then oh, just the best tumble. Oh for yeah, the, like. Followed by the clumsiest crawl I've ever seen.
0: So good. Straight
2: into a ditch. There's a couple of cool tumbles in this episode, actually.
0: Oh, it's awesome. I,
2: I love that he can do a somersault like from standing, but he
1: can't crawl.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Cause like the bomb drops right next to him and he does like a backflip or a somersault, falls down, yeah. immediately uses all his last strength to get up and then falls over immediately and rolls. <laughs>
2: yeah. It just, it's it's like he, as soon as he is supine, he doesn't know what legs are for. He's only <laughs> using his arms to move.
0: So good. This planet is like the world's best jumping castle.
2: Because,
0: yes, Sulu and Kirk, they, they sort of keep having a chat on the communicator while Kirk's <laughs> zigzagging around and diving and backflipping. Yeah. I'll be like, fuck, can you call me back, man? Make a decision yourself.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So he's, like, in a ditch at this point, right?
0: Yeah. So
2: is that where the armory was supposedly?
0: Apparently so, yeah. I was expecting a building or something, but he just sort of, he lands in a crate. So just a
3: hole. Yeah, yeah.
0: lands in a bomb crater or something and uses it for cover. Um. So it's Sulu, meanwhile in orbit, he's, Kirk's Told him to fire all photon torpedoes and they have no effect on the enemy, so... Sulu reluctantly agrees to warp out of orbit and get the ship to safety. Um, I feel like Sulu should have a bit more autonomy while Kirk's getting blown to pieces.
2: Yeah, that's a good. I didn't even think about
0: that. <laughs> I'll be like, man, he's doing well. He's doing much better at multitasking than I can. Yeah. Um, Spock runs after the captain, and now it's his turn to dive around and roll. Um, he catches up with. Kirk, who's now found a grenade launcher and has a case full of these bright blue orbs.
2: It was lucky that it was just there and not destroyed since he's sitting in a crater.
0: Yeah, yeah. They look dangerous anyway. Um, Spock is using his tricorder to track the enemy's movements when the enemy lock onto it and all of a sudden it starts smoking. (laughs) He chucks it away (laughs) and it blows up like a rogue grenade that fell in the trench.
1: And I was was like, I didn't understand what had happened.
0: Fuck, that was extreme. Yeah. Everything starts blowing up. <laughs> Honestly, I had a massive explosion for that I don't know. I don't know what a tricorder's is powered by, but it's it's dangerous. I wouldn't be carrying one around. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was like the inside of a tesseract or something by the fucking yeah. by the look of <laughs> yeah. it.
0: Fuck, I was surprised anyway. So that's a new <laughs> thing that's happened. Um there's a lot of talk of the enemy heading to the high ground. So it's a bit like uh revenge of the Sith high ground is very important. Kirk loads up the grenade launcher and they pick a spot to target. And then they all sort of brace themselves and take cover. Cause apparently this is far too close to be firing these blue orbs. And then uh, all of a sudden there's a massive blinding flash that seems to sort of target the whole of the mountain ahead of them. And then all of a sudden there's silence and the bombardment stops. So pretty effective, whatever these things are. Yeah. Sulu Sulu detects that the alien ship is retreating immediately and it's uh, activated its transporters. And then uh, Kirk and the landing party beam up and the Enterprise heads after the aliens in pursuit. McCoy is looking after the survivor in sickbay and he's critically injured and his face is badly burnt.
2: Yeah, and there's about three hours of him saying, "Why did they oh do it?" Oh my god, this is an increasingly dramatic. Fashion. Yeah, but why? There must be a reason. Why did they do it, dude? We do not know. We're just <laughs> filling <air laughs> time.
0: He's sort of like, but we weren't expecting them. They they surprise yes. us. Why <laughs> did they do it? They're so mean. <laughs>
2: Someone who's never been bullied before. Like, but, but, but somebody explain it in terms I can understand. Oh,
0: man. That's, so we've seen some, some serious overacting in this series so far, but I think this guy's the candidate for the worst. Uh, yeah. It's amazing.
2: It looks like someone just kind of slapped glue on his face. Oh, yeah. You know when you like, when you have like a glue stick in, in school and you're like like p- pressing it apart and putting spider webs on your hand with it, it's like that, <laughs> but just on his nose. <laughs>
0: That's basically it. Slapped a few slices of ham on his face. <laughs> uh, he says they were caught by surprise. So, yeah, he seems to think that this is all very unfair, even though they're like he's a military <laughs> guy. <laughs> they came in at space <laughs> normal speed. That's my favorite. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: Face normal speed. Like I, uh, like I, I don't know when they stopped using
2: that expression, but I understand why they did because it's so stupid. It's <laughs> just a couple words, dude. Hey, um, I know that you're, uh, you're really focusing on your acting and asking why they did it, and that's really good. Did you read the script? Because. <laughs> Space normal sounds real jacked. Oh, you just, (laughs) oh, we're sticking with it? Right. We haven't got the time. Also, I I do like that even
1: this alien species who they have never had any contact with before, I like that in space, apparently, like, speed of travel is really, really standardized.
2: Yeah, just universal. (laughs) I was just going to say, I don't think this is skipping ahead too far, but when... They're um they're kind of uh Sulu's tracking the speed of their ship and uh, the alien ship and how fast they're going and where um you know they're like oh they're at they're at um warp six I think and he's like what and he's so amazed that anyone else can have a ship as dope as his ship yeah she's like. How did anyone else get a cool thing? I'm the one that has cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Gutted. So good.
0: (laughs) Um, So they snuck up and knocked out their phaser batteries and they were helpless. So it's not very well defended outpost. We get the huge overacting that I didn't bother to take notes on. Um, Kirk (laughs) queries the messages and says, yes, they had to be faked because – um the enemy had attacked more than the day before the Enterprise rocked up. And then we get the why, why did they do it? <laughs> um Kirk figures out it was a trap. Set for the Enterprise. Oh. And huh. yeah.
2: Oh he figures it out <laughs> <laughs> he figures out that fact everyone else had been kinda of nudging him
0: towards. <laughs> uh, the only protection in this section of Federation space is the Enterprise. So if that gets taken out, then the enemy can prepare for invasion. Um, all hands to battle stations, red alert. The Enterprise cranks up to warp six. So would we'll would be pumped. No one's ever gone faster than warp six. I don't know. We probably have. <laughs> um, so their aims to try and overtake the enemy ship and, then, and stop it from returning home. Kirk orders the crew to crank it up to warp, warp seven and risks destroying the entire Enterprise in order to catch the enemy. Kirk plans to destroy the enemy ship uh, at all costs as punishment, and he wants to send a message.
2: They're aliens. They need to be punished or they'll come back and do it again, something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that. This is definitely the most militaristic we've seen Kirk, I think. Yeah. And I think it's like it's definitely set up so that he can learn a lesson throughout the episode.
2: Totally. It was very much like justice must be served, and they're like, but, dude, what if we die? And he's like, no, no, we need to get him. <laughs>
0: That's it. And Spock tries to talk him down and argues that, you know, just the hot pursuit alone, could you know, that could serve to send a strong message. Um, the enemy ship goes to warp seven. Kirk takes, takes it to warp eight. Um, Scotty looks concerned. Shit's going to blow <laughs> up. <laughs> Uh, There's an uncharted solar system ahead and the Enterprise is suddenly being scanned by someone from the uncharted system. The alien ship slows down to a complete stop and it appears dead in the water or dead in the space or whatever. Um, The Enterprise closes in and uh, Kirk prepares to fire on them but all of a sudden there's a big bang.
2: This is the bit where I was like, dude has never been... Trapped before because, like, literally, they're like, "Oh, they've they've slowed to warp one." Oh, they're stopped. They're just hanging in space, and then they come up on a solar system that's scanning them. This is,
0: exactly. Did you think?
2: Did you not just think this is the trappiest trap that I've ever even seen yeah. in my human life? I don't even live in space, but this is a trap.
0: Yeah. So, so like, yeah, you're falling for their trap and put all your officers in jeopardy on the planet. Uh, and now you're going to follow them to wherever where there could be 10 other star destroyers or whatever waiting for you. Yeah. Insanity. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: So there's a big bang, and then the Enterprise comes to a complete stop and the engines are dead and they won't respond. And some sort of unidentifiable power from the distant solar system is keeping them held there in space.
1: Now this is this is this is episode. This is I mean the nineteenth of the episodes we've watched for this podcast so far. I think fifteen of these episodes have something to do with powerful god aliens.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Often it's been like an immature, like a troubled teenage, um, powerful god alien that has all these powers but doesn't have any sense of morals or. You know has all these like out of control emotions. Or- yeah, yeah, but like a you know a ratty thirteen year old Q that has all these emotions <laughs> to deal with. There's a few like that. What did we have last week? We had have we had the one whose parents are gas clouds yet. I can't even remember.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, this but that was the Squire of Gothos. <laughs> uh, hey, I feel you, kid.
2: We've all had parents that are giant clouds of gas. Well,
0: that's, that's basically it. They just rock up. He's like about to, he's just toying with the, you know, playing with the Enterprise crew like they're his toys and he's about to kill them all. Yeah. And then the clouds rock up and they go, now, now, son, you've gone too far ah! this time. Sorry, Mr. Kirk. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we'll take awesome. our boy away and punish him for a thousand years or something like that. <laughs> he's like, oh, gee, mom. Like, he's all serious <laughs> to start off and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, shit, mom, oh, was having fun.
2: God, that's awesome.
0: That's a good episode, actually. If you uh, watch if you feel inclined, yeah, the him. one, yeah, it must be the one before this seven yeah. scene, Squire of Gothos. It's set in a castle, which is exciting. Hell yeah. Um, so let me see. So they're trying to figure out what's going on and why they can't control the ship and then all of a sudden a threatening screensaver appears on the screen and the voice says we are the metrons you have come into our space on a mission of violence this is not oh, but you guys just does
2: look it. look like a bunch of pipes swimming around a screen
0: <laughs> it sort of looks like i don't know you, do you ever have you ever back in the day put on like the graphic equalizer thing on uh, itunes yeah. makes patterns when you're talking
3: yeah <laughs> it's kind
0: of like that or win or whatever back in the day where you could do that <laughs> I, I don't know if like it's not synced to the their voices or anything but yeah it kind of looks like that's what it's meant to be yeah
2: I wonder what that was meant to represent just like hey we're we're gods you can't you you may not see our form or whether it's just like I don't know we don't have shitty screens yeah yeah like,
0: Look how advanced
2: saying. our are. Yeah, that's
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our fractals. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, so they go on to say, we will resolve this conflict in a way that is most suitable to your limited mentalities. So-
2: See, and and this is like this is where I was like, oh, they want them to talk it out. Like even then, I was like, yeah, they they don't like violence, right? And Literally, Kirk's first thing on the planet is like, I need to get the weapon they're talking about. What the fuck are you talking about, yeah. dude? What weapon? They want you to talk.
0: Well, they, they sort of do. That's the like the few instructions they give him. So they go on to say that they've prepared a planet that's got a suitable atmosphere where the captains mm. of the two ships are going to be transported to settle their dispute. Uh, and yeah. it says there will be sufficient materials for either of you to construct a weapon in order to destroy the other or something something to that yeah. effect. So that that right. is kind of – I think these
2: – I guess they imply it. I think I was just thinking, like, oh, there's materials, but, like, read between the lines. Just, just don't. But I might be reading this wrong. I'm a pacifist. <laughs>
1: I mean, you do
2: – like, I would think, I wonder if they're testing us. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at least that. Yeah, it just – yeah, you've been trapped – they're not ju- – I don't think they just want you to kill each other. That's a real wild thing to do to someone. To like <laughs> – especially since they're like, we detect that you are here in a violent pursuit. Therefore, we have trapped you. So now go kill each other while we watch? It yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Anyway, this – this might be me projecting just my distaste for William Shatner. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I also think another factor might be these aliens are just kind of dicks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get that a bit yeah. with aliens with godlike powers. They get a bit arrogant, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, true.
0: So there's a bit That's of, fair. you know, they've written off um, both the humans and the Gorn and you know you guys are useless, and all you can do is fight. So we'll put you on this planet, and you can do it there without trashing yeah. our solar system.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's um, it, it makes sense. All right, plot hole reverse. Uh,
0: I don't know. <laughs> it could it could be either way. It could be either way with it. But um, no,
2: I've decided it all makes perfect sense. I loved that guy's acting while he was lying down with glue on his face. <laughs> It's all the best television I've ever seen continue.
0: That's it. Uh, so the winner, whoever wins this fight is going to be allowed to go on his way and the loser along with his ship will be destroyed in the interests of peace, wow. which doesn't <laughs> sound very peaceful. Like, yeah, they're dicks. Um, Kirk vanishes suddenly and Ahura screams and then mm. Spock has an outburst of Vulcan emotion too. He raises one eyebrow. Which I love. And then finally we get to see the Gorn. Uh, oh, we cut God. to the Gorn on the planet's surface and he's growling and hissing. Oh, and uh,
2: So good. And it's a turn to camera and a close-up and it's like, oh, guys, give me some warning that you're going to do this to me.
0: <laughs> was it what but, you expected?
2: It was so Fucking good. I, this is the thing, right? Because I expected maybe it would look kind of shitty in that old like Doctor Who, everything's made out of cardboard way. Yep. But it was like exquisitely shitty. It was like someone put so much time into this. It kind of looked like those old, uh, like someone had painted one of those old rubber puppets that were like dinosaur heads. Yes. Do you remember them? Yeah. You would put your hand in there and they didn't move all that much because his mouth is like obviously designed to move, but I think they gave up on that pretty quick because it's kind of just a voice coming out of a mask. God, it's good. Like I I think the thing that struck me so much about it was like that it was clearly very shitty and of the time, but there seemed to be kind of a lot of love put into it. Like he had like fucking Pandora gems or something for eyes. Yeah, It was just looked – so intricate in just the most ill-advised way. I loved it. And then he's wearing this like tunic, which uh, <laughs> like I could not stop laughing at because it's
1: like uh, like it just covers where I would assume his junk would be. <laughs> Here we go, but... Spice
0: penises again.
1: <laughs> oh, by the way, there is because I was curious because this is what I do. <laughs> I I I I looked up if there was any Kirk. Gorn Captain fanfiction. <laughs> oh man, oh, I, love it. I found I found there's not a lot. I found one that first of all is thirty thousand words, which is like Holy would pit. be like uh, like close to like one hundred and fifty pages of a book, and oh, it God. is it is a Kirk Spock love story in which there that is a Kirk awesome. Spock Gorn Captain threesome.
3: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, epic.
1: Because, oh, like, man. Spock gets jealous of Kirk and the Gorn captain.
2: Oh my <laughs> god.
0: We're starting to get into big soft titty te- uh, territory. <laughs> which is actually Udemy's for real, podcast. Can
2: you, can you send me the link to that? Oh, if yeah, you still definitely. Have it? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man.
0: So epic um yeah because he's sort of like he's so he's a giant muscly lizard guy and sort of a caveman tunic and this is a captain yeah. of a ship too so that's his <laughs> uniform <laughs> these are advanced an advanced species that have um cool starships with with defense screens and um yeah. you know pretty um, formidable weapons and stuff yeah i like i love how he's dressed um and he's got
2: yeah. They give you a muumu when you're born, and then when you grow out of it, <laughs> fucking tough. But it's sort of that's all you have.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like a Tarzan fur or something like that. But it's it's yeah, like yeah, a shiny yeah. gold coloured sort of thing with a pattern yeah, on it's it. So weird. So good.
2: Like a, a Emily, you called it a romper before, and I think that did, was it a romper mm-hmm. or like a play suit nice. or something. <laughs> it he it looks it looks like his flirty new summer look. Yeah,
0: I like it. That's his planet wear. Yeah. um, Yeah. So, and his so his eyes are like kind of like bug eyes or whatever. They're segmented, but they're sort of like they're made of like sparkly jewels. They're sort of bejeweled or bedazzled.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And they almost look like they're glowing a bit at some point, like they got a slight light bulb in it or something, but pretty impressive.
1: No, I didn't notice this, but apparently, because this was one of the ones they remastered,
2: apparently they added in the Gorn blinking yes yes oh my god okay so i was wondering whether that was like a remastering thing because i was like actually now i'm kind of impressed because there are a couple points where i was like surely they didn't have like the know-how or the technology to make him blink back in the day yeah i uh i kind of wondered about that it does look like it looks kind of you know especially because he's a lizard it it does look kind of slick it's not bad Pretty- but he does blink up and down instead of sideways. So. Ah,
0: anyway. that's a good point, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Anyway. But it, it does look pretty good. It's um, Yeah, I i I was wondering too, I looked it up on Memory Alpha today, which is the Star Trek wiki, so that is CGI. Um, yeah. and it's not
2: bad. Like, it's not bad CGI. For, I mean, I guess they were doing it now and it's only a little bit, but it doesn't, you know, stick out like, I don't know, that singing broad in in star
0: wars yeah well even in yeah the remastered return of the jedi they made the ewoks blink in that and that's um it's that's one of those things i wish no one ever pointed out to me because now i can't stop yeah. looking at it a bit like you ever Man, noticed I the didn't... simpsons blink oh. which is like i just guessed good animation and yeah. looks natural and everything but it, I shouldn't have told you that because next time you see The Simpsons, it's going to be I'm really totally annoying. Be, yeah. I'm going to be all
2: I to fucking look for. <laughs> oh man, yeah, weird. Yeah, um, I I didn't notice that. I I didn't notice that about the Ewoks. I just thought because I I had never seen uh it without remastering. Um, yeah, I know that's not what this podcast is, but that, just because I got into Star Wars and Star Trek so so late, way later than anybody usually does, I I just that's all I knew. But I was still like hey, some of this is quite shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the singing aliens and stuff, woeful.
2: God damn it. That was just such a departure. <laughs> I didn't know what to think. Uh, anyway.
0: It was just that, I think that 90s or new millennium era of we've got to use CGI for everything and we've got yeah. to add so many minutes of extra footage so we can sell these box sets. Yeah. That's that's kind that's of the thinking. Like we get in, in the... The Star Trek we're watching on Netflix, it has a lot of added CGI. So sometimes things like the screensaver, you know, obviously that's the original 60s um, yeah. special effects, but we see a lot of, you know, rendered, you know, planets and things they didn't get to have in the original. Uh, yeah. So the space phenomena normally looks really good, but when they try and render the shuttlecraft or something like that, it looks awful. That's what we've got so far. And they don't, luckily, they don't try and do people or creatures. Yeah. Um, I noticed a lot. I had sub, I have subtitles on while I'm sort of taking notes for this and <laughs> the subtitles are in all caps for Star Trek and every <laughs> now and then it had just come up, Hissing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, so I think we'd describe the Gorn, but basically he's a bit like a human dinosaur. He has, you know, sharp pointy teeth and, a, and bony ridges on his head. Um, yeah,
2: some of the details are actually pretty cool. Like when he turns around and goes and pulls a stick off a tree, like on the back of his knees, it's kind of like it's got weird – The de- I, this is just what I noticed because I fucking love like prosthetics and stuff. I've I've had a lot of them put on my dumb head. And just like the, the way that they have made the skin on his extremities is actually kind of cool. Like his head kind of ruins all the good work <laughs> on his body because like – it's not bad like on the back of his knees he's got kind of like um fleshy ridges on on both sides of the backs of his knees like if your um tendons were really sticking out and your bones and stuff and i was like fuck that's actually like really good attention to detail it looks dope like that's what i would think a um humanoid uh lizard would look like from the back (laughs) only from the back
0: yeah yeah great muscles it sort of looks like a yeah, you know, the Ninja Turtle costumes from the movies, or yeah. I guess maybe a Power Which Ranger baddie. Range. Yep, <laughs> so good. Um, so yeah, we covered his costume. He's got a leather belt and some leather cuffs. Um, I don't know what do you call those things on that that just take up that lower part of your arm.
2: Oh, like a bit. like not gauntlets, but yeah, um, but uh, like braces, braces.
0: Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking of. That's the kind of like medieval armour type thing. Yeah. Um, so the Gorn yeah breaks off a tree branch and tries to whack Kirk with it. Um
2: yes, he's so slow. Yeah.
0: And and it's I
2: kind of felt for him.
0: Like yeah, later on they sort of reveal that the character's meant to be like that. He's like incredibly strong but very slow. But it's kind yeah. of ridiculous.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just This was the scene where I was saying it does look like a little bit like um, surgery chopping that Kirk is doing cuz he's kind of just ducking these very 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 slow blows and uh and then just being like just put one chop right here right on your back and then I'll back away for the next chop <laughs> like like methodical not like what a fight is yes, <laughs> yeah yes.
0: Yeah, it's wild. It's lots of growling and hissing. um,
2: Oh, you know what it kind of reminds me of? If you've ever seen like um, like six year olds who are, for their age, very good at martial arts.
3: Oh, there you go.
2: Like when they're fighting and they're like, I know which moves to do. And they kind (laughs) of just like do them in order. It kind of, yeah, it kind of looks like kids who are very good at fighting, but they're kids.
0: That's right. Are you you're you're into karate? Is that it? No, sorry. I'm going to be totally oh, on yeah, Taekwondo.
2: I, taekwondo. Yeah, I'm a black belt, but from years ago. So I'm like, I used to be very, very into it and very good at it, and now I just kind of remember shit that and don't do it.
0: There you go. What uh, what yeah. sort of what was your killer move?
2: Um, I used it because I was so small. Uh, and everybody else around me like in the classes or in the tournaments and stuff was way bigger than me. I was just way too agile. So I just sort of like every now and then they'd do like a <laughs> – and this this was not like recommended by people, but they were like, I mean, she's making it work. They would do like a high kick and i just duck under their leg and be behind them and <laughs> <laughs> just take them down. It kind of looked badass, but it was like no one else can do this. I'm <laughs> I'm just – I'm just too small for life. You can't like you could just pick me up and throw me on a roof and I could do nothing about it, but for now, it works.
0: Awesome. So cool. Yeah. Um, so Kirk tries a karate chop um, to the neck and that does nothing and tries a mm-hmm. kick, but the Gorn grabs his leg and just tosses him away effortlessly.
2: Yeah. Then just sort of seems to give him a big cuddle, doesn't yeah.
0: it? Yeah. Kirk uh, yeah. throws a big rock at the Gorn's chest and the Gorn just groans a bit and doesn't care and then the Gorn picks up a massive boulder with <laughs> both, both hands and just returns serve and Kirk makes a run it for
2: it. Yeah, yeah. Like they're not even on level ground anymore and he's like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. Here's a boulder.
0: Yeah, it basically launches it into orbit. Yeah. And Kirk realises he has to run away um the enterprise crew are trying to figure out how to escape uh, this force that's holding them but they're not not getting anywhere um kirk and the gorn they're both given a recorder each and a translator um so they don't have contact with their ship but kirk decides to you know leave a last message for you know journal entry for Starfleet. um he knows he'll have to build a weapon as the gorn's you know too strong for him to fight and uh, there's not much around him to, to work with except a few rocks and things. Um, meanwhile, the Gorn's listening to this the whole time. They're like walkie-talkies. <laughs> so Kirk's <laughs> just describing everything he's going to do and the Gorn's just listening in.
2: I, there's a great – so right after – like he's – and this is another um, famous pick-up-stick-throw-stick stick, <laughs> uh, scene – where he finds a bunch of bamboo that is just the worst set dressing I've ever seen, but it's just kind of like growing all in one clump and he, like, picks some stuff up and throws it down and walks away while he's talking about how there's fuck all for him to use. The Gorn's listening and then picks up what is clearly, to my eye, a rope that they've glued leaves to (laughs) and and kind of sets about making – His own trap, I guess.
0: Yeah, I love it.
2: Is so good. It's it's (laughs) because they start fighting about five minutes after this. They start fighting again, kind of, sort of combat wise, and then and Kirk starts running away straight into not even like not even hidden, just a rope. (laughs) It's not pulled port. He just falls over this limp rope. And gets covered in rocks and plants <laughs> and is somehow stuck. I don't get it. He he talked a big game with his chops and his running and his brick throwing. And then is just trapped in a shitty rope. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. It
0: is great. I, I love, like, uh, yeah, after the Gorn set up this trap, and then, he, and then we sort of see him from above where he's, he's fashioning a dagger out of like a, a black oh, gemstone yes. and he's just hissing away and laughing. Just, ho, ho, ho. While I think of it, so the good. Gorn was actually voiced by an actor called Ted Cassidy. And he was – I think we've had him before on Star Trek. He played Lurch in The Addams Family.
1: Oh, oh yeah. He hell, yeah, He was on the show before.
0: And uh, he also he, did he a – He had
2: some real um, – like his voice was pretty Lurch-esque in this like when he was actually saying words and language.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we had him as a uh, – yeah, there was a, there was a bald – like a big, tall, bald android that was – knocking off humans in this cave system one by one in a previous episode, and I think that might have been him. Um, but he he did a lot of voice acting, and apparently he went on to perform the roars and growls for Godzilla in a, in a <laughs> 1979 Hanna-Barbera cartoon.
2: Hell yeah! How good would cartoon oh, did-
0: Godzilla be? I've never seen it.
2: I'd love it. I mean, it'd, it'd I don't know, look more realistic <laughs> than... A recent Godzilla. Um, he yeah, he was narrator and voice of the Hulk in a TV series. Oh wow!
0: Yeah. Wow, there you go.
2: Pretty cool. So that he but, wait, he, he was in Tarzan and he played someone called Foebeg. <laughs> <laughs> In a TV series, who the fuck is Fobag? Oh, man. I'm going to get into this later. All right, it's not important. No, it, <laughs> it's,
0: that's, this is the stuff I live for. <laughs> so good. So, yeah, if you want hissing and growling, uh, here's your man, Ted Cassidy. Um, So, yeah, it must be, yeah. So while he's fashioning his knife, Kirk uh, spots a boulder that's resting on top of a ledge. So it gets very roadrunner.
2: I was gonna say it's another pretty acme plan that he's come up with. The ledge even look like it does look drawn by by a cartoonist. It's like it's very picturesque. It kind of looks like a lion could tell its son that it's going to own this land.
0: (laughs) That's it. It's it's just perfectly lined up with the Gorn's head too. So Kirk summons all his strength and rolls this boulder off the ledge and drops straight on the Gorn and knocks him down flat and lifeless uh but and I wonder this is the kind of moment where you might go to a commercial break and a, or maybe not, uh, but anyway, he comes back, uh, regains consciousness and picks himself up, growling. Kirk runs away, not looking where he 's going. This is the thing where he 's running literally backwards, <laughs> flat out into the trap. <laughs>
2: Which is like great foresight from the lizard. It's like, I mean, he's not going to be able to take his <laughs> eyes off me, so surely this rope will be no problem. <laughs> God so damn. good.
0: Brilliant foresight. Um, and, yeah, that brings down the landslide on top of him and he's pinned. Uh, the Gorn approaches growling. He's got his knife raised. All is lost. And I think, oh, here we go. Here's where we cut to commercial when all is all ah. is lost for Kirk. Uh, when we come back, uh, when we come back, Kirk slips out of the landslide pretty easily and uh, runs off at the last minute. Lucky mm. the Gorn's so slow. Uh, the Gorn growls and hisses, and then he walks right up to the camera, point blank. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Kirk's exhausted. Looks like his legs are injured. Uh, he finds some sulphur and remembers there's something special about it. He's there pontificating S- to the...
2: Something ancient, He, <laughs> uh, if I recall. There's something about sulphur, something ancient and important. <laughs> All right, dude.
0: <laughs> something mystical, magically. <laughs> no, he's just, yeah, he's doing a lot of this pontificating to the recorder, enjoying the sound of his own voice rather than sort of stopping and thinking about the stuff around him. Uh, the Metron's radio, the Enterprise, to tell them their captain is losing his battle and they will now allow them to see his last moments on their screen. Uh, Kirk is sitting next to a white powder, which Spock recognises immediately as potassium nitrate just from looking at the screen.
1: I'm calling bullshit on that. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Even for Spock. I mean, Spock's a smart guy, but it's literally he's watching on a TV, basically, a white powder (laughs) on an alien planet he knows nothing about.
0: Ah, yes, I recognize that. It's cocaine. (laughs) Pure, very pure, I'd say.
2: Ah, looks like somebody had a bit of a messy baking (laughs) session. What the fuck, dude? I, um, also, uh... Well, are we getting up to the point where the, the Gorn uh, contacts Yeah. Kirk, or is this? Because yep. that was a great, just like, just kind of a badass line from the Gorn just being like, I grow weary of this chase. <laughs> yes. You, meet me too many. I'll be merciful and yep. quick. All right. You're not selling it great, but sure.
0: Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I'm not buying. You know, like, I've I've heard all of your bullshit. I'm sick of your journal entries. <laughs> I know everything you're planning. (laughs) Just, yeah, just, I'm tired of running. Just come to me. I'll kill you. I'll be merciful.
1: Yeah, It's so annoying to listen to you that I'm willing to give up that
3: advantage.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kirk says, you know, has a go at him about what he did on Cestus 3 and says you weren't merciful there. But then the Gorn says that the humans were invaders and that they established an outpost in their space. So... They're just defending themselves, uh, and that's the first time that seems to have occurred to Kirk. Of course, um,
2: there's Spock also a really good.
1: McC- yeah, there's a really good reaction from McCoy there, with when he's suddenly in a like really emotional melodrama. <laughs> it's like, could could that be true? Could we be the invaders?
0: <laughs> and what do they cover at Starfleet? They haven't. are oh, not yeah. really prepared for battle no, or anything.
2: Just not prepared for battle. They don't seem to know any history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's it. Just...
1: Never occurred to them that maybe this uncharted bit of space might have somebody in it who considered it their bit of space. Like... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it actually does um... reek a little bit of kind of <laughs> I don't know the history of Australia.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it.
2: Whoa, why don't they like us here? Well, you killed a lot of them, so maybe it's that.
0: That's it. There might be a reason why they don't trust yeah. you. Yeah, a lot of that. So maybe that's it. Just history's whitewashed at Staff Lead Academy. <laughs> Everybody's nice and peaceful. Sorry,
2: I didn't mean to bring Australian racial <laughs> politics into this.
0: <laughs> So let me see. yeah, so the Enterprise crew are watching on, you know, they're trying, coming up with ideas and plans, but they've got no way to communicate with Kirk. So this is like the, the world's biggest, you know, it's the most high stakes Super Bowl or grand final. <laughs> Kirk builds a cannon out of a large hollow piece of bamboo and packs it with <laughs> diamonds and sulfur and potassium nitrate and coal. And he's sort of there smashing up all the stuff, trying to, start a fire he's like bear grills
2: yeah that's you know
1: go on I okay we're much closer in time to to gunpowder than Kirk would be and I I don't think I'd be able to get the proportions right of- <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is insane that it did not just explode and take his eyes and hands with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's
1: how the <this> show ended
3: <laughs>
2: and,
1: then, and then the next episode is just spark and control of the Enterprise yeah <laughs> and it's
2: so boring because he's just logical
0: just sensible and doesn't fuck everything up all the time <laughs> oh. um, I like this because it's high stakes like the Gorn's closing in on him and Kirk's just there trying to start a fire Like he's, he's not <laughs> he, he doesn't have to rub sticks together but he's sort of got He's using the metal recorder thing they got him in a, you know, I guess a flint or some piece of rock, and he's getting sparks, and then he's slowly sort of blowing and getting a getting a fire start. This is pretty stressful.
2: Which is whack, considering that like he didn't even remember what sulfur did, and it, it's just mm. a, like that's a pretty big property of that particular element, dude. Like, did it? Did you just remember, or is this a guess?
0: That's it. It's just, I remember hearing bedtime stories about fire, this ancient (laughs) thing. Uh, So the Gorn's metres away now and then... uh, It kind of
2: reeks of like um, you're still trying to prep before like a video game fight just eating full lettuces and like until they're right (laughs) on you.
0: And... uh, let me see. Kirk fires fires his cannon at the Gorn and knocks him on his ass. Uh, and he's he's basically he's full of diamonds just embedded in his <laughs> chest, and there's red blood pouring everywhere. It's, it's a pretty effective and very expensive weapon.
3: A
1: diamond diamond cannon, <laughs> yeah.
0: Man, just shoot a million dollars worth of diamonds. <laughs> Kirk hesitates and, oh, sorry, Kirk grabs the knife and goes in to finish him, but he hesitates and then yells, no, no, I won't kill you. Maybe you thought you were protecting yourself and you destroyed the outpost. And then, Oh, you mean like I said to you the before? Life...
2: <laughs> the thing that I literally said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I told you that and you didn't believe me, but now that you've got yep. a knife to my throat? What a cool guy you are. Thanks for this. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> And then my favourite thing ever is Shatner yelling at the sky. He turns and looks up and he goes, "No, I won't give. I won't let you have it." I, what does he say? "No, I won't do it. You'll have to get your entertainment someplace else." And just yelling, screaming at the sky. <laughs> then the gaunt disappears and the Metron reveals himself, or a Metron,
2: who I thought was like a, a Tilda Swinton-esque uh, woman. <laughs> Um, yeah, Which is yeah. like gender is a spectrum, but also he says, you look like a little boy, and I would not have been brave enough to assume someone's gender like that, especially with how asexual this, quote, little boy looks who's 15,000 years old.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I'm guessing he doesn't look like a boy. I'm guessing he meant boys in, like, teenager or whatever, young dude.
2: Yeah. I just, it it it, it took threw me for a loop.
0: Yeah, me too. Anyway. Um, so I guess he's looks like a, an ancient Greek or Roman mm. sort of guy. He's in a bright sparkling gown. He's sort of glowing and sparkling like an angel or a fairy mm. or something. Uh, he's got the curly sort of Roman hair and shiny Roman sandals and some cool blue eye shadow. <laughs> Oh. But then all the actors have pretty serious eye makeup yeah, in this. I was going to
2: say, side note, because I um, have never seen any of this before. First ever um, uh, close up I got on Spock, I was like, fuck, man, that's smoky eye. Like, what? That, yeah. That's on point, kind of. Like, I don't know why they made it look so dope.
0: <laughs> yeah, that serious eye makeup in this. It's really good. The Metron Metron says that they were surprised by Kirk's display of mercy and there may be hope for his species so they won't be destroyed. It would not be civilised, apparently. (laughs) Um, The Gorn is back on his ship uh, and the Metron says, if you like, I can destroy him for you.
2: (laughs) In the name of peace. (laughs) Like, don't you hate
1: violence? (laughs) <laughs> like it wasn't that the whole thing is that you didn't you didn't oh. like violence and that's why you got mad in the first place. Oh
2: god! All right, yeah. so I uh, my kitchen is infested with ants. I'm gonna go collect 300 more ants and pour <laughs> them on the ants because I hate
3: ants. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, good. it makes no sense. I think the only way you could retcon it is maybe it's one final test where they're trying to catch Kirk out.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: It's not, though. <laughs> but, um, Kirk says, no, we can talk, maybe reach an agreement. And the Metron's pumped up about this and he says, oh, maybe there is hope for you, Captain. Perhaps in several thousand years mm-hmm. your people and mine can reach an agreement. You're still half savage, but there is hope.
2: Stellar drag there, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Stellar.
2: <me>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Kirk appears back on the Enterprise and Sulu freaks out because the Enterprise is suddenly halfway across the galaxy, somewhere completely different. Um, Spock wants to know what happened because apparently the live broadcast cut out you know, after <laughs> Kirk surrendered or whatever, so they didn't get to see the Metron. Kirk, for some reason, doesn't tell him anything about the Metron and just tells him just ignore it, whatever. He
1: does this all the time. Sparkle asks ask him a very important question that, of course, he would be interested in, which is, what the fuck happened? You were almost killed by alien gods and then you weren't. And he's like, eh, don't worry about
0: it. Ah, don't even try and understand it with your little Vulcan mind. Oh, I can't understand you it. And he just an uses an opportunity. Yeah. It just uses it as an opportunity to to tell Spock, you know, how good humans are and, you know, we're, we're pretty good. We'll be all right, you know, a couple of thousand years or some shit. It just, it just sounds like a real bogan just repeating what he just heard yeah. from the Metron. Yeah, we'll be cool. A couple of thousand years, we'll be right.
2: Jesus. What a good yeah. show.
0: I enjoyed it. It's like. It's a very B grade episode. There are much better episodes, even like last week's Squire of Gothos is probably a lot better episode. Yeah. But this is just so much fun.
2: It really is. It was it was a romp and I couldn't stop yelling at the screen. I loved it.
0: Yeah. There are a
2: couple moments when I genuinely busted a gut. <laughs> Real good.
0: Awesome. Um, yeah, for people who have never seen Star Trek, I've busted out the YouTube clip a couple of times just to show them the hissing and the God, it's good. The fighting.
2: I would recommend, you know lot. what, if you've never seen Star Trek and you have no interest, don't even worry about it. At least watch this episode because I'd never seen Absolutely. any of the original before. It's so good. I genuinely want to watch more now.
0: That's great. I'm, I'm very glad. <laughs> it, it, it does remind me, like you mentioned before, like of early Doctor Who. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that sort of... Like it's accidentally hilarious. Yes, and I just love it
2: because it's all they—it's <laughs> they had no other resources. God, it's great. Um, love it. Ten stars.
0: <laughs> yeah, ten stars from me. How about you, Emily? Oh, we haven't yeah. had a rating system before. It's
1: so good. I think. I mean, this is high. This is one of the more enjoyable ones because it's just ridiculous. The Gornis amazing looking. I, oh. I can't get over his costume. I mean, the, the two things separately, like, okay, cheap lizard suit plus weird alien, like, space tunic thing, and when you put them together, it's magical.
2: It's so good. And I know that somebody probably, like, slaved over that little that little skirt he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> and just to have it on a fucking lizard, it's so good. It's
0: Fantastic. I love it. Um, I think we've got we've got one letter this week. Have you got time to hang around while we read an email?
1: Yeah, do it already. We got one from our buddy Catherine who writes in a lot because she is awesome.
0: Hey, Catherine from from that Geek Pod. Yes, which is an awesome pod.
1: And she says, "Hello, he's debtors for recent plane trip. I downloaded the episode Arena onto my iPad from Netflix to watch in the plane." I was traveling with a group of friends, so when one spotted what I was watching, crack, cracked up and said, Of course you are. <laughs> many, many, many thoughts. One, Shatner got to do a lot of monologuing, always
2: good. Spock's makeup seemed very green yellow this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. yeah, Tom yeah. pointed that out actually. He was like, I was not prepared for because he was in the room while I was watching it. He was like, Yeah, I wasn't prepared for that amount of like sallow jaundiced, like it's pretty <laughs> full on.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't expect it to be so inconsistent throughout. Like it's we're on episode eighteen and it still like wildly varies.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, McCoy had put it down to his pathetic, you know, non human DNA.
1: (laughs) Okay, next point. A red shirt got killed. I may have cheered. (laughs) (laughs) How good was the dramatic reveal of the Gorn with the turn to camera, then zoom in? Oh, Oh, it's one of the greatest things in
0: Star Trek. (laughs) So good. <laughs> so good.
1: Anyway, my question is, did the Gorn always blink or was that added later like the Ewoks blinking in the special edition Return
2: of the Jedi? Hey! Campaign?
0: Yeah. Good observation. Thanks, Catherine. Yes, we can confirm according to the boffins at Memory Alpha that is CGI blinking. Yeah. Fuck. So cool.
2: Really good stuff.
0: Thanks so much. I love that.
2: Oh, man. Um. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, thank you, Demi. Thank you. You're very excited.
0: Thanks. It was very. Thanks, fun. Heaps for coming.
2: Um, I loved it. Should I plug some stuff?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, please do. You've got a show coming up in Adelaide this week. I've got haven't a show you?
2: coming up in Adelaide. I'm also going to Canberra. I think next week, or oh, actually, maybe it's this Wednesday. I'll be in Canberra soon. I'll be in Adelaide soon. I'm coming to Adelaide Fringe. I'm doing all the festivals next year. Um, I've got. I've started. Twitch streaming, so I don't know. Uh, maybe seems like it'd be a good crossover um, of fans with this pod. I'm I'm doing a no-kill run of Skyrim. I'm gonna try and beat the game without murdering anybody.
3: Oh,
1: cool!
2: Um, and nice. I tried the other night. I tried to do <laughs> Fallout, but. It's too online and also a bad game, so um, I'll be doing my Skyrim no kill run. And BigSoftTitty.png is uh, my pod with uh, Tom Walker.
0: That's an awesome it's, it's pod. Amazing. I love it so Listen much.
2: Listen to that podcast; ah. it's hilarious. Ah, thank you so much.
0: It's very good. the The Venn diagram between Star Trek and Big Soft Titty, that probably intersects just at the edges. But just at it's the edges, areas. but
2: those ones, I I think you'll really dig it.
0: Oh yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Um, I do recommend. It's probably a little bit ruder than this pod, even it's though we drop ruder. the occasional f bomb.
2: It's a lot ruder, and it's ve- it's um, it will make you dumber. That is one thing that you need to keep in mind.
0: <laughs> oh no, it'll it'll broaden your horizons. It's probably it's out of all the pods, it's the one when it comes out. I drop everything and switch to it. I yes! love big soft Titty. That's
2: so nice to hear. Everybody believe. This. I hope
0: that doesn't somebody doesn't sample that out of context. I love big soft Titty. <laughs>
1: But
2: probably do listen with headphones, especially if you're like me oh, and yeah. listen to your That's or- all I was going to or- say. Definitely, yeah. yes. And, um, oh, God, yeah. No, it's very important. Please- oh, please don't think that's a joke. Please put your headphones in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
2: <laughs> Seems funny, like your mum's there. You want to, you know, just spook her a little bit. She will – you you will hate me, please.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate, you- oh, just – just roll the dice, crank it up in the Uber <laughs> while you're picking up passengers.
2: <laughs> oh man, so
0: good! So your Adelaide shows on Thursday is not. it?
2: Uh, I think it's wait, is it Thursday or Friday? It's one of them.
0: I did. I have a had a quick glance. Well, maybe it is Friday.
2: They'll know how to Google.
0: Yeah, all good. So I'll put this out before Thursday. So Don't. if you're in Adelaide, get on that. We may have two listeners I know of in Adelaide, so get on it.
2: Fuck yeah, come to it. I'll have um colouring books. I I drew colouring books and I'll I'll have them for sale. Oh after so the good.
0: Show. I have one. I might I haven't coloured it in yet. I might I might have oh. a colour today. Do a bit of mindfulness.
2: Show it Col- to me when colour in some dicks. Yes. Yeah. We had someone who ordered one online, and this was really nice. They were like, "Oh, hey, I really want to color it in, but it'll probably take me a really long time because I have um, quite bad arthritis in my hands. So, can you and Tom color some of it in for me?" So, oh, we, wow. we colored in one little dude on each page and, uh, and sent it to this woman, and yeah, oh, and she, nice. cool. she really liked it. I thought it was nice. That very she cool.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, did you plug your Twitters and stuff? I'm sorry, oh I'm yeah, they're a, I'm are, a terrible a- listener.
2: It's all at Demi Ladner and uh, most of my shit is Demi Ladner. Oh, the Twitch stream, my uh, my Twitch tag is Dogorombo, D-O-G-O-R-O-M-B-O. And I think that's it.
0: Awesome. And um, yeah, check out Demi. Yeah, if you haven't if you're not familiar with Demi's work, check out you've got some great stand up on YouTube. Oh um, yeah. The, the stand up SBS- is
2: okay. Yeah, the, the feed stuff I'm I'm actually pretty proud of because it's all like Every video for the feed is written and filmed and edited in the one day. Wow! Um, and and it's uh, yeah, I, I really like that stuff because it's it's di- probably the most like direct form of comedy. It's my favorite thing to do.
0: Um, so good. Yeah, excellent stuff, and and of course, on a couple of Auntie Donna videos too. If you're into Auntie, yes. Auntie Donna, check out 1999.
2: Yeah, get their album. I have three lines in one of the songs.
0: Oh, my favorite!
2: It's called "Best Day of My Life," the song, but their album. I think it's just Auntie Donna the album, the Auntie Donna album. Yeah, featuring Michelle Brazier on a lot of tracks as well. It's incredible. They're so it. funny so good oh
0: so good I I saw I didn't get to see Demi deliver the three words live but I I saw them live with Michelle Brazier in Brisbane it was fantastic so good awesome thanks so much for coming on I know you're super busy so very very kind to hang with us for a couple of hours thanks so much literally
2: just back to Fallout today so thank you so much for having me Um, awesome can't wait to be angered in the wasteland um this was so fun thank you so much oh thank you awesome
0: thanks so much demi we'll let you go emily how can we follow you and your wonderful podcasts
2: um you can follow me on
1: twitter and instagram at eflind that's at e-f-l-i-n-d um the other podcast i do is a star wars podcast that i do with my friend Brittany brown and that is the Cantabite dispatch
0: I love it. If even if you're only casually into Star Wars, if you're not listening to Cannibite Dispatch, you are insane. It's, <laughs> it's, it's
1: a pretty so casual, much fun. It's a pretty casual Star Wars podcast.
0: <laughs> so good.
1: Lots of food, lots of Ben Mendelssohn, some Star Wars,
0: <laughs> and you're you're dropping the news live on YouTube now with Steel Wars Hyper News as well.
1: Um, occasionally, like um, I've, I've guested on that a couple of times. That's the live call in show that Steele Saunders does, and it's always a good time. And I especially like hosting with him because then I get to give him shit, and that's my favorite thing to do.
0: <laughs> my favorite is when you give him absolutely nothing, no sale for something he's excited about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it because still when you don't react will like call you out of the fact that you didn't react <laughs> and so it just encourages me to do it more often
0: Right, I just move on and go I just learned my lesson I shouldn't do that thing anymore <laughs> actually no I don't I keep doing that big voice reverb thing at the start of the episode <laughs> I haven't learned yet <laughs> wonderful thanks guys thanks so much for listening and uh, you can follow us at he's Jed at this try again (laughs) i need to go and drink a beverage just follow that shit man (laughs) um you can follow us on at he's dead jim pod and we're on all the main socials send us an email he's dead jim pod at gmail.com we love your emails love you guys um forgot to look up what the next episode is but it'll be fun and we'll look forward to talking to you then as we
2: say every week keep the star trend alive. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm my um voice fucked up like when you did that whole thing. So it's like every, as we say every week, she's motion alive That's how we're gonna What did to you say it. again so I can what? react to it?
2: Keep the Star Trent alive.
0: Oh uh, yay, Star Trent
2: He loves Star Trent, he loves uh the spa- he loves space and his mom and Cheetos. Star Trent <laughs> It's Star, Star Trent. Trent.
0: <laughs> Yay, I love Star Trent.
2: He's a good Very guy. Good. Thank you so much well, for having so me on. <laughs>
0: Thanks so much. I will. I will close the show. Thank you. Bye.
2: Bye.
3: Bye.